Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Hormones Podcast. I'm your host, Sheridan, Sheridan Decker, most of you guys know me or you've been here before, but if you're new to the podcast and this is your first episode, welcome. It is awesome to have you here and yeah, I hope you get something out of today's episode because I feel like it's a really common topic that I hear a lot and I just wanted to spend a few minutes today just going into a little bit of the nitty-gritty behind I guess what we call estrogen dominance um, which isn't always the correct term but it is the common term so therefore that is what I've chose to call the episode and really what to do about it how to rebalance it so before I jump in, I want to chat uh, briefly about the Root Cause program. Uh, a lot of you will have heard about it or known about it, but if you haven't, make sure you jump over to my YouTube, Sheridan Decker, or to the link in my Instagram bio, where a lot of you hang out, um, and go watch the video on the Root Cause approach and why I guess approaching your health from that angle is really, really important. And this all sounds a bit like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Basically, what I do as a practitioner is get to the root cause of what's going on with your health issues as opposed to beating around the bush, using, um, I guess, medications and birth control and sort of that band-aid approach. I really want to dig in a bit deeper and understand, okay, you've got bloating. Okay, why do you have bloating? Is it food? Is it bacteria? Is it stress? Is it hormones? And then from there going, okay, let's say it's hormones. Why? Let's tie in the estrogen. Why is it hormones? Like, why is your estrogen causing you to be bloated? And then we look into the root cause of that. Okay, well, having estrogen dominance isn't the root cause of your bloating. It's part of the symptom picture. So what's driving the estrogen? Okay, you're not detoxing it well through phase one of the liver. Okay, why aren't you doing that? Is it excessive consumption of alcohol or caffeine? Are you not eating enough protein? Is it stress? Are you upregulating different enzymes? You know, are you mineral deficient? So it kind of comes down to using this really holistic approach as opposed to just going, okay, you've got bloating, um, you know, you're getting a bit constipated, let's just add in some laxatives or some extra fiber and you'll be fine. Okay, so that's basically what I do and why I do it. Now, Asian dominance is one of the most common issues I see, and it can develop for various reasons. So, you know, sometimes age plays a factor, body fat plays a factor, um, exposure to hormone-mimicking chemicals in your environment um, can definitely, definitely play a role. Think of the perfumes in your skincare, poor digestion, stress, obviously, um, adrenal issues, which ties into the stress stuff, um, but sometimes even autoimmune conditions, especially when we're thinking of, say, endometriosis, yes, it has a hormone component, but it also has an immune component. And what does that look like and how does that play out in your body? 
So estrogen basically is a group of hormones. So uh, they trigger the development of secondary sex characteristics. So you're thinking, you know, like your hips, your breasts, your pubic hair. So that's what it does during puberty and it also regulates, so as adults, it regulates our reproductive system. So typically we think of it as a female hormone, but men obviously have estrogen too. Men who are quite overweight um, because of that interplay with um, estrogen and fat can have high estrogen levels. But I primarily work with women and focusing in on women. And we have these three types of estrogens um, and they vary in different amounts through different life stages. So we've got our E1, uh, so after menopause your body stops making estradiol and um, estriol and makes only estrone. Okay, so that's your East one, uh, E1, your E2 is your estradiol, so this is your most dominant type of estrogen. So if you've done a Dutch test, you will see these three, E1, E2, E3, okay? And then E3, your estriol, so this is uh, increased during pregnancy. So as you would know, your estrogen fluctuates throughout your menstrual cycle. So when you're bleeding, our estrogen is quite low and coming into that bleed and throughout that bleed, Sometimes we see more skin issues or we see a change in a range in symptoms. A lot of these also flare ovulation. So estrogen rises during the follicular phase. So that's through the first half of your cycle as your body prepares to release an egg. So it peaks just before ovulation. So let's just say, and I know this is not correct, but let's just say in a classic cycle, you're looking around days, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, somewhere there, you're going to ovulate, okay? So right before that ovulation, you'll get that peak in estrogen, and then it drops going into the luteal phase, so between ovulation and your period. So let's just say the first two weeks, your follicular phase, you see those hormones rise, it has a peak, you release an egg, and then in those second sort of two weeks, 10 days, um, the phase between ovulation and your period, these hormones start to drop away. And that's often when people feel a bit worse, okay? So they have, you know, can have an onset of symptoms around ovulation, but as those hormones drop away sometimes, especially if you're more androgen dominant, uh, like myself, you see a lot more acne and things as you head into your period. So um, we hear of estrogen dominance, but I really want to say you do need estrogen but we just need it in the right amount or we need it in the right amount relative to progesterone, okay? So you can have just estrogen dominance where you have too much estrogen, but you've got enough progesterone. But most commonly what I see is the relative estrogen dominance. So too much estrogen relative to the amount of progesterone that you have, okay? So then you're kind of going, well, you have you know, you might have enough estrogen floating around there, but you don't have the progesterone to keep these hormones in harmony, okay? And when they're not in harmony, then you're getting these symptoms such as the irregular heavy periods, water retention, breast swelling and tenderness, headaches, migraines, uh, fibrocystic breast changes, weight gain, mood swings, hair loss, painful periods and PMS, okay? So all of these are super, super common and I see them in 99% of my clients. Now, I'm not saying that everyone has all of these symptoms, 
but you will have some or a range of these symptoms and estrogen is just a small part of that picture. It's not the only factor in that picture, but it does play a role because then you're thinking about your adrenals and your thyroid and your diet and your gut health. They all play a role, okay, as well as estrogen because our sex hormones are at the top of that period. Our gut health is down the bottom and we need to get that right first pooping daily, all those things, which we will go into. But you've got to get that right first um, to be able to support that estrogen production. Anyway, I feel like I'm going on a tangent. Then, <laughs> what causes estrogen dominance? So, there are many ways in which our environment, food, stress, and other lifestyle factors can mess with our hormones and create estrogen dominance. So, you know, we kind of thinking like, okay, what are those symptoms again? If you're struggling with PMS, hot flashes, horrible periods, weight gain, hair loss, all that stuff that I've listed, you can kind of assume that you've probably got too much estrogen or too much estrogen relative to that progesterone. So if you're going, yes, that sounds like me, I would be thinking about hormone testing. So go back and listen. It's linked in my Instagram bio, or I think it's episode 32. Uh, the podcast on hormone testing and just think about what testing is right for you. Blood testing, saliva testing, Dutch comprehensive hormone testing. It would depend on your symptoms. It would depend on your budget um, and depend on what other factors you want to look into as well. So when we're trying to support that estrogen, the things, yes, we want to get some testing done, but some of your big ones are like improving your sleep. If you are not sleeping for starters, like if you don't have those foundations of sleeping properly, working on stress reduction, supporting your nutrition, and working with a good practitioner, I would say, well, do you need to do some testing right now? Or do you just need to nail the basics? Okay, so sometimes that can be a big enough role in itself and especially, especially stress, because stress is always going to drive up estrogen and lower progesterone. So our liver, if you've done a Dutch test and you're a little bit aware of, you know, uh, phase one and two of the liver, you understand that your liver is responsible for packing up estrogen. So we need to package it up. I think of it as wrapping it as a present and then your gut can move it out. Okay. If your liver is not doing this effectively through phase one and two or your gut is not doing its job properly, then estrogen can build up or you can reabsorb it and you get that excess estrogen floating around the body. So if you want your liver to support that estrogen clearance or any clearance of any toxins or any hormones properly, you must supply your liver with what it needs to process estrogen and you must poop every day to remove excess estrogen from the body. If you are not doing this, <laughs> you are going to struggle to remove that estrogen, okay? So you need to be thinking about some of those important cofactors and minerals and vitamins. And this is where supplements play a really important role, okay? So some a supplement that does this really well is Estro by Switch. So you guys know I love Switch Nutrition stuff and they have a great formula called Estro which has arrange those uh, vitamins, minerals, and things that you need to be able to clear estrogen properly. So sometimes I will go, okay, diet alone is going to be a really good fix for you if someone's diet is totally left field. But often 
the women I'm working with are already approaching their diet from a pretty healthy perspective. So they're already eating, you know, protein, healthy foods, not drinking a heap, not excess caffeine, um, not, you know, eating takeaway all the time. They're, they're quite conscious women generally. So then it's like, okay, well, what's the next step? Well, to support that phase one of the liver, we're thinking about things like your cruciferous vegetables. So to get that in a compounded sort of um, really dense form, I like to use things like DIM, which is a really good product that a lot of you are on. Uh, sometimes supporting that glutathione pathway, so NAC is really good. Um, milk thistle here is really good. But then for that phase two, you're looking at your B vitamins, your magnesium, your zinc, your minerals, okay? Things like your glycine, your amino acids. So that comes from your protein intake. They will support that phase two of the liver. Again, this is where the estro comes in because it combines all those ingredients into a little capsule, okay? So sometimes we end up feeling like, oh, there's my Bs, there's my DIM, there's my this, there's my that. And we've got a whole range of supplements um, and then we feel really overloaded, okay? So sometimes when we can get that bound up into something bite-sized, it makes it a little bit more compliant for us. Because remember, you can have all the good intentions, and I see this all the time, but if you are not taking your supplements and you're not making nutrition changes and you're not working on your stress reduction, you are not going to see a change in those estrogen dominant symptoms. Now, the other thing to think about is those estrogen mimicking chemicals. So a lot of your household items, your, you know, your body wash, your perfumes, your personal care, your skincare, your makeup, and can all expose you to what we call, um, ex I'm going to say it wrong, exenoestrogens. I don't think that's right. Um, but basically environmental estrogens, okay? So being able to support your body with natural products and also avoiding plastics is a huge one. Stop using plastics, people, for hot products. Use glass only. Uh, Another thing to think about is cycles where you don't release an egg, so an ovulatory cycle. This can lead to a high estrogen issue. So this is what I had for those seven, eight years of no periods, right? Like my estrogen wasn't high, but the fact that I had zero progesterone for like eight years made me um, have more acne symptoms because I was in a more estrogen dominant state because I had a bit of estrogen. I just had zero progesterone. So if you're not ovulating or you're having issues getting your progesterone levels up, this can cause what we call that relative estrogen dominance. So things like stress, things like low nutrients, things like not enough bees in the diet, um, supporting your carbohydrate intake so that your body knows it's safe to release an egg, they are all really, really important factors to consider. The other thing is that gut link, okay? So we know our gut bugs are really, really important, but we also know that when they're out of balance, you can make what we call too much beta-glucuronidase, which also unbinds that estrogen. So remember how we said that estrogen needs to be built up into this little parcel, and I think of a little package tied with a bow. The beta-glucuronidase unties that bow, uh, pulls apart that package, and that all gets released back into your body and then gets reabsorbed by the system, okay? So giving you, again, an increased estrogen. So 
supporting that breakdown um, that so supporting that sorry that binding up of the estrogen and also supporting that liver's role in that like I said your things like your turmeric your B vitamins your dim your broccoli seed extract are all really really important here and they're going to support that gut health aspect as well so it's important here to think about your fiber intake and to think about whether you're having a bowel movement every day you want one to three bowel movements each day, okay? This is so important because, I mean, even if you're supporting, even if you're taking something like Estro Switch and you're doing all the stress reduction stuff and you're supporting your liver, we can have that estrogen all bound up. But if you're not having a bowel movement, you're not pushing that estrogen out the body, okay? Which is a really, really important thing to be doing. So monitor your fiber intake. Your raw carrot salad is awesome here. Raw carrots, raw carrot salad are a game changer. The other thing is the stress, okay? So we all know that this is a problem and you know it pushes you into cortisol production at the expense of progesterone. So again, that then goes, well, progesterone lowers, which gives us signs of having higher estrogen. This impacts your sleep, this impacts your moods, this impacts those heavy periods, this makes your breast tender, okay? You feel like every stressor is gonna break you, okay? So it's a very overwhelming feeling. Some stress reduction activities that I really like to focus on and work in, one, your deep breathing, so those belly breaths are really good. So I think of like the square or the triangle breathing, where you breathe in for two, hold for two, out for two, hold for two, in for two, okay? so. Those kinds of things, often I'll just lay on my bed, I'll pop my hands um, in that triangle position over my um, pelvic region and just make a little triangle there and just focus on breathing into those hands so I know that I'm going deep, I'm not doing any of that shallow breathing. Other things, massage, journaling, I scrapbook, I get Coles magazines and cut out things that I like and just basically glue them onto paper and it makes me feel good um, yoga Pilates if that's your thing Epsom salt baths if you've got a bath essential oils uh, diffusers meditation if it's the right time and place listen to the podcast I do with Alex um, on whether that is appropriate for you painting dancing move your hips woman move your hips it'll make you feel so much better so can diet help your estrogen dominance well yes it can definitely uh, in my gut health solutions facebook group the free one you can jump in and there are recipes in there uh, but basically the foods i focus on are those cruciferous vegetables like your broccoli um your cabbage your cow bearing in mind this is not appropriate for everyone, okay? So definitely, definitely not everyone's going to handle those foods, especially if you have SIBO or gut issues. Uh, so we definitely want to support that gut health first and get that right. Flax seeds, seed cycling are good. Protein is a big one. Your grass-fed beef, your lentils, your eggs um, are all going to be really helpful. Uh, shiitake mushrooms are awesome. Your carrots, like I said, your raw carrot salad. Things like avocados, blackberries, beets, burdock, dandelion root, dark chocolate. All these help support adrenals 
Then there's fiber from things like your beets, your blackberries, your avocado, your carrots. Um, and then there's really nutrient dense foods like your dark chocolate, your nettle tea, your um, shiitake mushrooms. Those things are really important for supporting that liver, okay? Uh, flax seeds are a big one as well. Raspberry leaf tea is another really, really nice one if you're getting those heavy, painful periods. So to recap, your five steps to reverse your estrogen dominance naturally. One is that liver, okay? So support your liver by eating your quality proteins, taking a supportive supplement like Estro by Switch and making sure you have those key ingredients in there with DIM or bees, uh, milk thistle, so things that are going to support that phase one and two of the liver detoxing. Two, support your gut. You know, this is my passion. If we're not clearing things properly out, your digestive system, they're going to build up, they're going to recircle and you're going to feel awful, okay? So taking a quality probiotic and prebiotic can work wonders for you you just need to know what's going on with your gut health first so get some stool and SIBO testing done uh, three eat enough fiber so please 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 make sure you're eating enough fiber in your diet if you're not eating enough fiber like we talked about earlier this is going to impact those bowel movements and the clearance of that estrogen for stress, okay, I know it's easier said than done, I hear you, but please, if you're feeling overwhelmed, just take some deep breaths and just reassess, okay? Sometimes I just need to turn everything off, sit down for five minutes, do some breathing and get back into it, okay? If you're not doing this, you can forget about all the other stuff because it's not going to matter. And then sleep, okay? So really, really important to be getting that eight hours of sleep a night. I know it sounds boring and it's not a sexy approach like interesting supplements, but it is the basic sleep and stress. If that's not happening, it's gonna throw your hormones completely out of whack, okay? So having a healthy nighttime routine is actually really sexy. So I know estrogen gets a bad rap, but it's not about getting rid of the estrogen. It's just about balancing with your progesterone, okay? So if you feel like this is you and this episode has really resonated for you, go back and listen to the progesterone episode I've done about low progesterone. Go back and listen to the Dutch hormone testing one and just think about the things that you can be doing to support that balance. And if you feel like you need to do some testing, just send me a message and just go to look, Sheridan, this is what I'm thinking, this is what's going on, what are my next best steps, okay? Implement the things I've talked about above. Um, if you wanna try the Switch product, you can grab it through the link in the show notes um, or just apply Shez at the checkout for a discount on their stuff. You can also assess your gut health in the link in the show notes as well and just see where your gut's sitting and whether you think that could potentially be impacting your hormones. And lastly, you jumped in my free Facebook group, Gut Health Solutions. There's a lot of cool content posted up in there, and I love being able to connect with you guys through that aspect as well. It's super fun. So I hope that was helpful. You might want to hit rewind and re-listen to some of those things that can be supporting that estrogen dominance or if you're struggling with symptoms there. But basically, jump to the link in my bio to, um, sorry, yeah, on Instagram and have a look at the root cause program. Have a re-listen to some of those old episodes 
And if you're interested, ask me about the Switch products or apply SHEZ at their checkout on the Eastero stuff, um, the Eastero Switch, if you want to grab your hands on some of that. Anyway, have a lovely day. I hope that was helpful. And please holler if you have any questions around estrogen because I would love to hear them. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking.